Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to wherever in the world that you are. Today is the 20th of April, and those who don't know, you, this may be that whole quote-unquote mute. Uh, sorry, I got too many things going on over here. I have way typical, typical. There we go. There we go. So sorry about that. Uh, typical Simply Cyber audio issues. We still have an echo going on in the background of me. So I'll have to troubleshoot here in just a moment. Hold on. This is driving me nuts. I am so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry. Are you guys hearing the audio of the... All right. So I'm hearing there's no... I'm wondering why that is. All right, you know what? We'll just tub it through. I will just hear myself throughout the rest of this. I apparently have myself getting played up somewhere else. I don't know where, but. I found it. I found it. Okay. There we go. There we go. Sorry, I was trying to get some other stuff spun up, and it was it was crazy. So let's start this over. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you are. Today is April 20th, the quote-unquote 420 for those quote-unquote people who love to partake in some of the libations of uh, that type of things. And I want to welcome you to today's 349th episode of Simply Cyber's Threat Daily Threat Briefing, the show where we break down the latest cyber threats and show you you can how you can incorporate this in your daily day operations and be able to go out there and crush it in today. Please remember that today's episode is worth half a CPE. So if you do that, please uh, if you do track CPEs or just want to say hi, please say it into the chat. Burn your presence here to be able to make that as a trackable item. So that way, if you ever get audited, they it will be undisputed. And I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we definitely have a interesting meme of the week from the one and only Haircut Fish. It it had me perturbed. <laughs> it had me laughing all at the same time. You'll have to wait for the mid roll. It is it is next level. It is next level. If y'all remember the last time we were here, he put me in as Saul, um, and this time he's he's gone. It's almost like Wrecking Ball, but I don't want to give it away. It, it really, really is a good one. Uh, but before we dig into the show, we definitely want to give a shout out to the sponsors. Let me get this fired up. So first, I want to introduce you and tell you about Panopsi Security. Uh, Panopsi Security is Quantified Risk assist, uh, uh, Assessment. Look, look, folks, if you want to be able to figure out where your vulnerabilities are before you need a company like Barricade Cyber, Panopsi Security is going to be able to help you do these things. They are going to come in. They're going to help you figure out, you know, where the the nuggets lay, things of that nature that well, are potentially an issue for your organization. Please check them out, Panopsi.com. Link is, of course, down in the description. And also I want to tell you about XM Cyber. You know, organizations are overwhelmed with tens of thousands of exposures across the cloud in on-premise environments on a monthly basis. Reducing cyber risk, y'all, it really is the most important task any organization should be able to do. 
right? That should be, you have to have a dedicated person or outsource that to somebody um, that could be able to take a look at these things and minimize these things on a ongoing process, right? So every day you minimize two vulnerabilities, next day you do two, the following day you two, these things start dominoing and you're able to really improve your threat landscape across your entire infrastructure and be able to make things a lot, lot better for you guys. Um, discover the most critical threats and practical tips on how to overcome remediation fatigue with a new approach to efficiently reducing risk with XM Cyber's 2023 State of Exposure and Management Report. Get the report, of course, in the description below. I know there's a little bit... Uh, Offbeat, you know, we don't have the music going, things of that nature, um, but we will make this thing as best as possible. Um, but I want to take a shout out to those who are team live. You know, I love that that is now a um, a constant thing that everybody is saying, you know, when you are team live, if you're trying to, if you're catching this on restream, thanks so much. Hopefully you probably watch the intro and be like, what in the holy train wreck is this? But again, um, you know, thank you to the team replay team hybrid that's doing the two X trying to get caught up and, uh, up to speed on everything. Probably just had a seizure at the beginning of this one. And I want to, uh, give mouse of shout outs to those who are just like me, passive observer hiding in the background, come forward, say hello, that you are a passive observer. People will be very, very friendly. I promise this is a very, um, inclusive group. You know, they, nobody is going to laugh at you, you know, like the old Simpson, ha ha, you know, they're not going to do that except for the, the character of, um, off of the, uh, the Simpson show. Yep. So, you know, everybody will say hi, everybody would be very inclusive. And those who don't know, my name is Eric Taylor. I am the CEO of Barricade Cyber Solutions. We are also a sponsor of the Simply Cyber team, but we we will refrain from that for maybe a later time, but um, everybody pretty much here. If you've been here for a while, you kind of know about me, so we'll go off of that. And with that said, I want to start kicking off into the show today because you know how I get, you know, why I do promise to keep this thing PG-13, a.k.a. a Disney room, if you will, and not go ultra spicy and, you know, make Jerry mad at me because I want to be very respectful to him. Um you know, we do have a dolphin sounder. So if I do decide I want to start cursing or get a little crazy, I got a dolphin sounder effect now. One of these days I need to get this set up like Jerry. But anyway, let's get started. For those who don't know, we do also or we are doing the top night, um, the top news stories from CISOseries.com. And with that said, we're going to start kicking off the news. Are we going to have more problems? Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is a Simply Cyber. Ah. <laughs> it is not loading. The audio, the audio was literally working a moment ago. Hold on, folks. Hold on. I am so sorry. All right. I'm going to load up Spotify real quick. Bear with me a second, ladies and gentlemen. So sorry. It's crazy. 
And I'm not sure if I could be able to play it because I'm not on Spotify. Okay. Carrie, yeah, I know we could do manual audio, but it's not loading. I'm going to have to, I think I have to load it up in my Apple podcast real quick. I think, I think. Yeah, team live, team troubleshooting, exactly. Oh my gosh. All right, we're going to try to do it this way, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on one second. We are going in crazy mode. Crazy, crazy mode. We'll do this. Let's see. I really need to get a sound deck or stream deck like our beloved dr jared osier all right so it's not the way that i wanted it to be but i think y'all may have just started hearing that nope it's not okay hold on Audio issues must be Thursday. Yes, Laura. Yes, Laura. It is. It was literally working just a moment ago. And now they're having a problem with their MP3, apparently. So, all right. Let me know, ladies and gentlemen. From Jesus. the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Thursday, April. Gerald, I, I fed the, the hamster. The hamster is going 100 miles an hour. Um, did y'all hear that audio? Did y'all hear that audio? Please let me know real quick before uh, before we go. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. There we go. All right, let's kick this thing back off. Again, so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but we will. Friday will be better, I promise. Holy moly. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Thursday, April 20th, 2023. NCSC warns of new class of Russian adversary. This warning from the UK's National Cybersecurity Center highlights new risks seen over the last 18 months from Russian state-aligned actors operating as hacktivists. These groups run ideologically motivated attacks rather than ones focused on financial gain. These groups generally run DDoS attacks aiming to cause service disruptions seen targeting things like airports and government-run websites. Given the ideological bent of these attackers, the NCSC warns they could escalate tactics to cause more damage. Yeah, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this really is no surprise, right? I mean, you kind of seen it. I've kind of joked around a little bit in mod chat when you uh, yesterday, you know, where um, Southwest was having a problem with their technical uh in, uh, technical issues, and I said technical issues equals undisclosed uh, cybersecurity uh, vulnerability or risk or 
you know, issue. Um, you know, but in all seriousness, no, this really thread actors really are making a change, right? So you're gonna get a little inside scoop if you have, I haven't been following the the podcast as much, but thread actors are definitely changing. They are not doing quite as much quote unquote ransomware, um, but they are doing more and more data leaks. They're doing more and more uh, you know tactics to cause an impact on an organization. So <clears throat> excuse me. So I mean, pay pay close attention that. You're still going to have data exfiltration. You're still going to have DDoSing. You're still going to have all these things, but you're not going to have the pain of downtime of ransomware as much. Why? Because a lot of companies have a little bit more sophisticated EDRs. They're using CrowdStrike. They're using Sentinel One. They're using some of these uh, programs that allow for you know more easy detection and more robust capabilities. So they're not going to see that as much. You're not going to see that as much. They're going to come in, they're going to load their persistence, and they're going to exfiltrate, and then they're going to cause massive uh, mayhem and hysteria, uh, hysteria against the organization to ensure they get paid, right? So if you can cause, however, a threat actor can cause potential downtime, grief, whatever that form is, whether it is ransomware, whether it is DDoSing, whether it is, you know. Then leaking out data or all of the above it doesn't have to be a quote unquote ransomware, you know, where if you locked all your files, they they are just financially motivated in any way they could be able to get their money, right? So, um, you know, as internal IT folks advance and start to become more and more aware, you know, they are going to pivot. So IT people and secure cybersecurity folks they need to pivot as well. So this is nothing new. At least in the infosec, we've been seeing a lot of, you know, a, a, a lot of different TTPs that have been coming out. Um, so we'll carry on. GitHub adds action to help open source security. We've covered attacks on the software supply chain for years now at this point on this show. Recently, NPM seems like a popular target for malicious packages. Now, GitHub added a new GitHub action to add a provenance flag for software packages in the NPM registry, providing details on the code's origin. This gives users wanting to use the package a verifiable way to link back to its source repository. The company also released its private vulnerability reporting to all users. It released it in a beta last year. This allows users to report bugs to maintainers without going public. Interesting. Okay. Um... I mean, GitHub, it, it's been loaded with issues. I mean, don't get me wrong. GitHub is a really good tool for developers, for, you know, InfoSec people to be able to download potential payloads. You know, it, it's got a very legitimate feature in it, but also a threat actors and things of that nature will use GitHub for, you know, downloading malicious activity, the malicious payloads, um, power exploit. You know, there, there's a bunch of, you know, uh, red canary um, type of tools and things of that nature. Um, so, yeah. I don't know really what to say except for, you know, if 
if you don't need GitHub inside of your organization, then we should block it, right? Um, guy from The Simpsons says that the now this is definitely um, this is definitely CISO series. I'm different. I'm different, Jess. But it's definitely CISO series that we're listening to. Sorry, just answering the the chat that I saw there. Used routers hold on to secrets. At the upcoming RSA Security Conference, researchers from ESSET will present interesting findings on how used routers could leak information about an organization. It found over half of secondhand enterprise routers it brought in for testing not white. These routers contained information on networks as well as credentials. Though this only looked at a limited sample size of 18 routers, it included models from Juniper, Fortinet, and Cisco. Of these, prior owners wiped only five, two were encrypted. Nine remained fully accessible. All nine exposed routers contained enough information to identify where it came from. Two of these contained customer information. Asset determined raising awareness on this issue was worth the risk that it could give malicious actors access to network information. All right, so the guys that, that I work with here, Barricade, they, they like calling me a boomer. But this right here just triggers me. I mean, okay, we got, you know, a phone modem here. We got a router. We got a router. You know, we got a LPT printer. Um, you know, we got serial ports. I mean... If this doesn't trigger you for, um, you know, of some really old technology that you're like, I remember this stuff. Yeah, man. Anyway, <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is no surprise. I can't tell you how many times that we've, you know, if you're going to. All right, let me put this delicately. How do I say this? I get in trouble. All right. So. Inside of your standard operating procedures, you honestly need to put in a policy where you are factory resetting your gear before refurbishing, before selling this this uh, gear out. You know, if you're just going to be setting it up on the shelf as a a backup or a loaner or whatever, um, then it's got to be then that's okay, but you got to go through your due diligence, right? You got to make sure that you have securely wiped your devices because a lot of them will have legacy. I, I can't tell you how many times we have found a old FortiGate, an old Palo Alto, an old, you know, Cisco firewall. And they put in a new one and they use the same site to site VPN creds for the past hundred years, you know what I mean? But they never updated their IP set creds because, you know, they would just stand up this one. There'll be a multiple site location, you know, five, 10, 15 locations or whatever. And they're just replacing. And it is easier just to put in that IP sec um, pre-made key and bring back the entire hub and spoke or the multiple site to site VPNs. But, you know, if you've got that old technology sitting on the shelf before you refurbish it, then, you know, if you're selling it off at a garage sale and somebody consoles into it nine times out of 10, a couple of commands and you're going to reset the admin and then you can get all that information. You know, some of the older technology did not do a very good job of encrypting a lot of these passwords. So Bob's your uncle and you've got access into potential 
um, a network. And a lot of newer ones will limit it by WAN IP addresses, but it it kind of is what it is, right? So just make sure you're doing proper sanitation before you're doing your refurbishment of your equipment, um, selling it, whatever the case is. Surveillance on the rise, morale on the decline for IT workers. No. A new study released by 1E found that most companies expect to use some sort of employee productivity surveillance in the near future. 79% of respondents that hadn't implemented such a system said they expected to use one in the next three years. This comes as 73% of IT managers reported not being comfortable instructing staff to use those systems, with over a quarter saying these tools increased turnover and made hiring harder. Most IT workers, 72%, say they would help coworkers find workarounds to these tools. The report found that when organizations deploy workforce surveillance, 26% of IT workers report a decrease in morale, with 30% seeing an increase in employee anxiety. Hey, we'll get to that in one second, but what in the are companies thinking? Yes, I just dropped the dolphin. You know, I, I brought in a dolphin. You know, because what the F, got, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, my gosh. So these have to be. So this is literally. So those who don't know. Oh, my gosh. Thank God I had the foresight to put the dolphin up. <laughs> Company, so companies will put in a activity monitor. You know, they, they call it productivity surveillance technology. In essence, in, in a nutshell, what this does is it captures your screen, it captures your keystrokes, and it finds out what you're doing. You know, can you um, – are you watching too much YouTube? Are you watching too much this? Are you, you know, doing all this stuff? So you have some things that will watch your mouse movement, you know, and that's why you always see those memes of like a little robot moving the mouse so you show, you know, active – you're being active on your workstation. And a lot of tools do that, but a lot of the more advanced ones will do video recording, you know, watching you log in and watching you type and watch you doing all this other stuff. The next level creepy stuff, you know, if you're really doing this, if you're really doing this, it is time for you to look in the mirror and be like, I have a problem. Right, either internally because I suck as a manager, as an owner, as a whatever, or I have a really bad employee, and you need to make a change. This is this is bad, ladies and gentlemen. This is bad. I mean, no wonder morale is down. I mean, you can't already find enough IT people. And now you want to freaking watch their every move like a creep? I mean, come on. This is – get over yourselves, people, really. All right. On to the mid-roll. Here we go. And now a word from our sponsor, Pentera. This episode of Cybersecurity Headlines is made possible in part by Pentera. Today, over 60% of cyber attacks involve the use of exposed credentials. Now, for the first time, security teams can address this critical threat head-on. Pantera collects an organization's leaked credentials and automatically tests their exploitability across the external and internal attack surface. 
Pentera's customers find that leveraging the Pentera automated security validation platform as part of their exposure management strategy increases their ability to identify security gaps, improves the efficiency of remediation processes, and maximizes their security readiness. To learn more, visit Pentera.io. All right. And of course, I wish I had music. I, I, I meant to get with Jerry earlier and find out, you know, because I know he's doing the advertising on the replay. I didn't know what was appropriate or whatever. I really wanted to have um, have a, you know, some sort of uh, music that we could be able to play, um, you know, during the mid-roll because I do know that's the thing, you know, the hey, hey, hey. Oh. But anyway, if you're enjoying this content, you're watching me being a, uh, enjoy me being a complete train wreck and going full dolphin mode. Uh, I just see the comments that, the, about going full flipper. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, um, please smash that like button. Please share this with somebody. Um, and with that, you know, spread the word, help other people know that there are this great, great community for people to be able to learn in advance their day-to-day -day knowledge and be able to be more impactful, right? So with that, I want to present to you, ladies and gentlemen, Haircut Fishes Meme of the Day. And this is – I'm not sure you can oh, – when I mute myself, I actually go off audio. I really – Gerald, when we get to get when you get back next week, we need to figure out how to set up my stuff a little different. Anyway, um, so I can't lower myself, but I want to make this thing as big. So introducing the mid or the, the Thursday meme of the week from our one and only haircut fish. I'm just gonna maximize this as much as I can. Be right back in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, that is freaking hilarious. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Yes, my mic does have a mute. If I just throw it up, it, it goes on full mute. But yeah, I mean, we're going full uh, shark mode in, you know, almost like, you know, coming in like a hurricane, but, you know, got the cowboy hat, coming in with the American flag, which I love, you know, life preserver rest, just full Texan style, right? It's, it's I was I literally said WTF. I'm laughing and loving this thing the whole way. This is just uh anyway, thanks Haircut Fish for bringing a a light to our week. I greatly appreciate it. Um with that said, I do know that we have the Simply Cyber Community Challenge hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Look, lady, every every day we ask a new member to you know, post something about them, how they got inside the InfoSec community. This has been a really, really, really good thing to make sure or help spread awareness, build that community of other people who are in our space and help out your LinkedIn profile. See what other people are doing to advance not only your own internal network, but see what, uh, you know, maybe other things that people are doing. Yesterday was Miss Laura Flores, and I will drop this into the chat right here. So if you have not seen Miss Laura Flores, um, go check that link out, check, check her out, read what she did. And Laura, while we go through this, if she's in the, in the daily chat today, please let us know um, who you are tagging to be today's Simply Cyper Community Challenge. 
So while we go through that, we will go on to the post roll. I assume that Laura is, I have not been watching mods. Uh, I am in discord. If she is in chat, I am hearing from Gerald, Dr. Gerald Ozier. She is in chat. So, okay. I see her. Perfect. Laura, if you did not hear, please tag somebody um, and make sure that they have accepted and you know we can go on and build on this community again check out the link one more time i do see the links are going or the chat is going uh very fast i just posted it in the chat on youtube sorry if you're in linkedin or twitch or any of the other platforms you're going to have to go to the link the youtube stream to actually see that actual link but please check her out read about her connect with her connect with the other folks that have um been doing the simply cyber community challenge you know we could of course it won't let me do it <laughs> but um you know it's a great community it's a great way to build uh you know your network and find other pe like-minded people if you will and with that let's get on to the post roll ladies and gentlemen Intel winds down crypto mining chips in early 2022 intel introduced its dedicated cryptocurrency mining asics in a new block scale line at its annual isscc conference the company now initiated its end of life process for these chips with existing customers able to order new units through october 20th and final deliveries expected by april 20th 2024 intel did not announce successor chips but said it did not plan to exit the crypto mining asic business entirely since CEO Pat Gelsinger came into his role in 2021, he's eliminated a number of Intel business units, including Optane, Barefoot Network Switches, and its laptop modem line. Law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, no, blockchain. Yay, blockchain. Uh, crypto mining and everything. I mean, a lot of the crypto mining has definitely changed. You know, it's not the same thing that it used to be years ago even one year ago if you're in the crypto mining world um yeah you know they just got rid of a lot of the uh the mining that you was able to do at the end of last year with ethereum and stuff like that so i mean the power you, you really got to have massive you know server farms things of that nature to be able to get this thing to you know even be somewhat profitable so you know the whole green energy movement and stuff like that you're they're going to make it harder plus they a lot of the manufacturers have gpu only um uh, mining um rigs or the gpu only my the mining the gpu only based mining cards sorry so you know it's to take away or help take down tamper down the um, the people who are actually getting like the high end, um, the, uh, names are the high end video cards for the mining and leaving those to the quote unquote gamers. I've heard rumor that they're just not the same quality as the true blue gaming, uh, graphics cards that you'll use for cryptocurrency mining and things of that nature. Um, I'm, I'm not as. I dabbled in it a little bit, but I am not efficient enough to really say with 100% certainty anything in one way or the other, right? So those who are definitely know more about crypto mining and stuff, drop your drop your knowledge in the chat, please, and we will uh, 
we will all advance our knowledge on mining. Agencies warn against Meta's encryption plans. The Virtual Global Task Force, a group of 15 law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, Interpol, and the UK's NCA, issued a joint statement warning that Meta's plan to expand end-to-end -end encryption across its platforms was, quote, a purposeful design choice that degrades safety systems. This statement specifically framed this in the context of child sexual abuse material, or CSAM. It also called on the tech industry at large to consider balancing safeguarding children online with protecting users' privacy. This comes as the UK continues to push through an online safety bill that would require tech companies to scan messages for CSAM using, quote, approved technology. My so, if I'm reading this correct, FBI warned about tech companies' plans. Sorry, just in true Simply Cyber form, we, do, we don't really read a lot of these things to give some analysis, you know, off the cuff, if you will. Um, so it's not a scripted podcast by any reason, but I am all for purpose, uh, for Indian increase, uh, the increase the end encryption, making sure that communication is private. However, and I will say this, however, when it comes to child sex abuse, sex trafficking, things of that nature. Of course, I don't want end -to end encryption, but where is that line at, right? Um, using things like WhatsApp, Signal, some of these other tools that allow for end, -to -end encryption and help hiding the bad guys hiding what they're doing, of course, is a problem. I don't know how to properly comment on this without completely going nuclear because there's no easy way to do end-to-end -end encryption and protect the sex trafficking i it's it's a massive issue it really is and this whole sex trafficking thing is definitely a separate topic that we won't get into today, but if you don't know, read up on it. It is a much bigger issue that does not get talked about um, as much, in my personal opinion, um, when it comes to social media and things of that nature. So uh, if you have little ones, please, please, please be on the lookout for what they're doing on these social media platforms and stuff like that. Find out, you know, are they using these these applications, right? Are are your kids using um, these um, WhatsApp applications and Signal and find out why, right? Even my kids are like, hey, I want to, you know, my buddies are ta talking on Signal. Yeah, no, oh, eh, oh, 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 dolphin. Uh, <laughs> you know, but. No, you do not need another application to do your communication, right? They are of under ages of 18. So, you know, they are not going to be using those tools. You have iMessage, you have Android Message, you have your Facebook message. Um, you're not installing these other applications for communication. You have enough already built in to the applications you use. And so, yeah, again, I didn't... Sorry, Jerry. I may have gone 
nuclear, sort of, on that. Microsoft developing AI chips. The information sources say this development isn't new, going all the way back to 2019. Unsurprisingly, the company opened testing access on these chips to some internal employees and OpenAI staff. Right now, these tests center around training large language models. The company plans to make these chips more broadly available internally as early as next year, but it's not clear if it will make the chips available to Azure customers. Sources say these won't directly replace or compete with high-end NVIDIA AI chips, but could help Microsoft cut hardware costs in its AI push. Hmm. Google. So those who are in the know more than I am, I, I've dabbled with Jet, uh, chat GDP uh, and some of the other AI platforms and stuff like that, naturally, because I want to see, you know, the breadth of its complexity. Um, we definitely, um, you know, especially with the industry that I'm in, we need to see, you know, how these things are reporting potential um, items out that could be used in scripting and data exfiltration and things of that nature. And we we started digging into it that it would literally take. 10 gpus running all the time to build out the your own chat gdp server so you know if you go back to your mining conversation you had one card that would do if you're just doing like a home use or whatever crypto mining you just had that one in uh nvidia um 30 uh, 30, 70, 30, 80, 30, 90, whatever. But you'd actually have to do like a mining rig where you, you've seen those things on there, right? Um, where you had 10, 12, 15, 18, whatever of those cards. And you would literally need about 10 of those cards to run chat GDP, a, a GPT, sorry. I'm always mixing that up, sorry. Uh, very boomer of me, but yeah, chat GPT. I'm sure people are in chat. Yep, I see you in the chat now. <laughs> um, that uh, you know, you need those to actually run this software in an efficient manner. So that's a lot of computing power that you need just to generate, um, you know, the answers that you want, right? Um, so it's, it's AI is not going away by any any means, right? But definitely keep an eye on it see what people are doing with it let's see um let's see where it goes i mean it's going to be a topic of discussion for a while right so next story
end-to-end -end encryption across its AI push. Google patches Chrome Zero Day. This latest emergency patch marks the second actively exploited Zero Day this month, although it's also only the second in 2023. No details about how attackers look to weaponize the vulnerability. All we know is that it involves a high-severity integer overflow in Google's open-source 2D graphics library, Skia. Likely, this could lead to crashing devices or remote code execution, but we'll have to wait for Google's full technical report. Updates are available for Chrome on Windows and macOS, with a Linux update coming soon. Hooray! Now that we're done with some of the audio issues, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, definitely go out and patch your Google, uh, Google Chrome. Um, go out there, you know, find out do, do your devices have Google Chrome installed on them? Do um, you know if they are? What versions are there? You know, get them updated. Um, it's definitely a zero day uh, freedom for the company to, to do. Yeah, uh, no exploitation details. How... Okay, so yeah, it's going to take a little bit of work for a threat actor to potentially do this. Um, this looks like it definitely, if it's, uh, it'll be a server side exploit where you're actually seeing a website and it will be able to potentially um, get this. So just be careful what sites you're going to. Um, but just go through and patch your stuff, right? I know a lot of tools like Nanite and things like that will help you patch your uh, your gear. Uh, with that, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for a train wreck of an audio. Sorry for so many issues that we've had today. We have incorporated the Dolphin. I do appreciate everybody. Uh, we have also – sorry, we did see um, – that Daniel Neese was tagged in the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Please go for, uh, please go out there, Daniel, and post on your LinkedIn. Tap, everybody go follow him. Look for his post sometime today, and we'll kind of go from there. Um, with that, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow, I promise, will be a little bit better on the audio. We... We'll make sure we have the MP3s fully downloaded, things of that nature, so we don't have some of the, the crazy audio issues that we had today. With that, thank you so much. Um, Y'all take care of yourselves and enjoy the rest of your day. There once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites. They were the same, a criminal, then found their fame by taking that data to go. Soon may a criminal come to steal your pictures and data and run. One day when the crime is done, they'll steal your account and go.